I want to share with you just something that's been happening in my life because sometimes, you know, the phrase that comes to mind is, you know, the elephant in the room? You know, there's stuff happening or there's stuff going on in our thinking, but it's something that no one talks about. Well, I want to talk about that today. And, and maybe you're like me and you're going to be able to identify, or, or maybe you're more spiritual than me and, and another plate, and, and then God's just going to download a message into your heart anyway, okay? But, but for those of us who are a little bit less spiritual, you, you might be able to just identify with this. So this really started around conference, at the end of conference, we'd been through conference and we're like on this massive high and we'd just seen, you know, God double the numbers in Auckland. I'm like, man, how amazing is that? And then Pastor Tart goes, we're going to the Trust Stadium. I'm like, yeah, I am totally on board with the Trust Stadium. I know we're meant to go there. And he goes, how many people do you think? Now, luckily, this, he wasn't there. He was texting me this, you know, just asking my thought. And I, I delayed my response a bit. Because, you know, in my heart, I was like, wow, God doubled our numbers last year, so we got to 1,500. So, man, I reckon God could do I reckon I've got the faith for 3,000. You know, I'm, I'm just letting you, telling you a story, okay? You just follow. I don't know where you're at. Maybe you were believing for 10,000. But, you know, I was thinking, man, God, you've doubled it one year. I reckon you could double it again. So I'm about to send this text. But sometimes, you know, God just in wisdom, you know, he just holds you back. And then Pastor Hart goes, man, I've had got the number of 5,600 people. And my jaw drops, my eyes go, mm, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, we can't do that. Now, you don't need a show of hands, but I know there must be one other person in this room that thought, we can't do 5,600 people. That's like four times growth. That's like from the previous year, that's like, I don't know, six or seven times growth. I'm like, we can't do that. And that's initially, and I'm, I'm like, okay, 5,000, pastor, I'm, I'm with you, pastor. I, I'm, I'm with you, but uh, I, I, I can believe for 5,600? And, and this, this is going on my mind. And, and, you know, initially you're like, yeah, 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 I'm excited. And then you step away and go, oh, that's a lot of people. No, that's 5,600. That's a lot of people. You know, you, you're thinking this through and going, oh, wow. What? So I, I'm processing this, and, and God's taking me on this journey. Because not only that, but when you hear 10 times growth, that's not a little number. 10 times growth in 10 years is, let's just use five, because five's an easy number. If we're sitting at 5,000 people, part of Church Unlimited, that's 50,000 people. Just, just say that. Come on. 50,000. 50,000 people in 10 years. I'm like, I'm glad the prophet said it. But I don't know if you're like me, but those are the things that were going through my mind. And like, wow. You know, I'm, I'm thinking this. But then all of a sudden, God started downloading faith. God started downloading a different mindset in me. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about don't limit God. Because I don't know about you, but we serve a God who is unlimited, right? Is that right? We serve a God who's unlimited. We serve a God who can do anything. And somebody said, I think it's time that we as a church started living up to our name, Church Unlimited. But we actually can. I mean, God is all-powerful. He created the universe and could do anything. 
But I want to say this morning, we can limit God. We can limit God. You're like, no, no, we can't. God's, God can do anything. Well, just so you understand, Psalm 78 verse 40 to 42 actually tells us that we can. And it's surprising to see this. Down, How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. I don't know about you, but I don't want to limit God. We want to just open the floodgates and, God, and say, God, you do anything you want. Yeah, is that right? Okay, I want you to look the person next to you in the eyes and tell them, don't limit God. Go on. Even if it's a man and you're a man, look at them in the eyes and say, don't limit God. Because if we can get this and we can move with this, man, imagine what God can do through us. Just imagine. You know, the prophets have said to us that it's acceleration of expansion. And we are seeing it. But it's not just for us corporately, it's for us individually. You know, we should be seeing the expansion happening in our lives. We should be seeing stuff break out all the time. We should be seeing people saved that we've been believing to see saved for years and years saved now because now God is accelerating things. But you know what? If, we, if we're limiting God, we're not going to be able to see it. You know, I think of the, the spies, the 12 spies in Numbers 13. And we look at those 12 spies and we know two came back with a good report. And we're all thinking, well, yeah, the two were, they were like the anointed ones, and the, 12, uh, the other 10, they were like naughty ones. They were bad ones. They shouldn't have even gone and looked. But actually, at the start of Numbers 13, the Bible makes it clear that every tribe was to choose their best leader. They were to find their best, most anointed person and send them out. And see, this is what I really feel is where if God didn't start changing my mindset, I would have totally been limiting God on what He wanted to do. And unfortunately for my role, not just in my life, but in different areas of the church, because I had the wrong thinking. I had the wrong look on what God is able to do. And I don't want to limit him. I, I really don't want to limit him. So we've got here, you've got the 12, I'm not going to read it out, but it's on the screen there. You've got these 12 guys that they go and have a look. And two of them come back and say, we can do this, guys. And the other ten are going, oh man, there were big giants and there were this issue and that issue and all sorts of things. And we're like grasshoppers and we can't do it. I can tell you right now, if you wanted me to, I could sit down. I could tell you all sorts of reasons why we can't plant another campus. But you know what? God said it and we're going to do it. You know, I'm being really serious. It's so easy to look on the, oh, we can't do it. But look at the land and say, God, if you're telling us that, we are going to do it. We are going to take that land. I love Pastor Tart. It must have been on Friday night. There's a verse somewhere. He talks about the fact that wherever our foot treads is our land. You know, it was so exciting a couple of Fridays back, driving in the car down to Rotorua, going, no one else knows where we're going, but I'm going to this land, and this is our land. And I'm looking in buildings, and the first building I walked into, I thought, man, this is fantastic. We can hold a church here. And I'm looking, going, children's church there. I'm looking at this, and stage music sound is. I'm looking, going, oh, we're going to fill this place. You know, and it's exciting to be part of it. And then you go to the next building that was useless, but then you go to a couple more and you see the right one. And yeah, there's some obstacles. But you know, man, there's going to be a big church unlimited sign up there. You know, you can, you can just see it. 
And yes, there are obstacles. Man, there are many obstacles. But our God is bigger, amen? God can do it. And I think so often, you know, we look at what God's been saying, and, and I wish I had a big flag to show you. In our heart, we're like, white flag, I surrender, I can't do it, I give up. But actually, the Bible makes it very clear, and we used to have it right across the back there. Zechariah 4, verse 6, not by our might, not by our strength, but by the power of the living God, by the Holy Spirit, we're going to see it. See, and that's, I think, sometimes the elephant in the room that we, we're seeing those numbers and we're going, we can't do it. Absolutely right, church. We cannot do it. I want to tell you right now, we cannot plant another campus. But God can do it and we're going to run with him. Amen? That's what we're going to do. And see, I think if we can grab this and understand it, we don't have to worry. I, Pastor Tark has been saying so many times, and I think this is... I just grab in this, and every prophetic word is the power and the provision to see that happen. So when there's a prophetic word come over your life and over the church, it's for us to grab it and say, God, I've got no idea how, but I'm going to do it. Because that is the heartbeat. That is what we're going after. As we're going after not numbers, not growth, but what God wants. See, and don't get... Don't think, oh, we're, oh, the leadership just wants to see growth and see numbers. No, we want to do what God wants us to do. And see, every time we talk about some big numbers, that's a whole lot of individuals getting saved. That's a whole lot of individual lives and families getting turned around. It's not about, oh, we want to see this place packed. We want to see it packed because that's individuals getting connected with Jesus Christ. See, that is the focus. The focus isn't more churches to say we've got 10 churches. The focus is going into communities to see families saved. Isn't that your heartbeat? We are global ministers. We are out there making a difference. And it's not me, it's we. It's all of us, all of us going. You know, and I love the fact that we can go on mission trips. And I really want to sow this into your spirit this morning. We can go on mission trips. Do you know where? to Rotorua. We can go on mission trips to Kaitai. And you know what's great about that? You don't need a passport. You don't need to pay a lot of money to get on a plane. You don't even have to go for like 10 or 15 days. You can go for a weekend. I hope you're like, I am a global minister. We are global ministers right around our nation, right around the world, and we're going to make a difference. So I want to look at how do we limit God? Because I think we need to know that because the truth is we can all be like the spies. We're anointed. God said it. We go and have a look at it and we go no. And I want to change that no to a yes this morning. I want to change that no in all of your hearts to God, you're going to do it and I'm going to join with you. I'm going to join with you this morning. So how do we limit God? Well, we say it all the time. But God has actually set it up that he said, you ask, you declare. If we don't pray, God's not going to move. It's that simple. It's, it's, like, it's like Christianity 101. If you don't ask God to do something, he's like, I'm sitting there. People have seen prophecies. They've seen visions of all these gifts sitting up in heaven in massive warehouses. And those are those things waiting for God to pour out on his church and on individuals 
but they didn't ask. They didn't cry out for it. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14. One of the biggest ifs in Scripture. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. If. It's waiting for all of us. If we pray. Now, it doesn't mean you have to come along to a prayer meeting. But it means, are you asking God? Are you pulling down the promises that he said for the church and for you individually? Because when he says it over the church, he says it over you. He says it over all of us. Are we pulling it down? We're claiming that. Are we really saying, look, I'm going to pray. I'm going to push through. I want to tell you a story about Zach. Yeah. I don't agree with them. I really dislike them because it causes a lot of issues. But you know those silly countdown Disney cards? You know, you, you know what I'm talking about? Anyway, so many fights. Zach, this is last Sunday morning. Zach had his book all full but one card. And he knew that there was one person here who was bringing him a few cards. I'm not going to mention their names, but they are very good to us. And he was so looking forward. And he said, Mommy, am I going to get the new one? And Jody, because she's really spiritual, she turned around to Zach and said, Why don't you pray? And you know what? In the car, before we drove out the driveway, he said, God, can you give me the last card? That's what was important to Zach. He got to church. He got given a whole, st- a whole stack of cards. We opened them, and guess what? It wasn't there. But then, because he stayed for two services, after the second service, a lady in the cafe came up to him and gave him two more packs. He opened those packs, and guess what was in there? The last card. The last card out of how many? I can tell you right now, If he didn't pray, he probably wouldn't have even been given those packs. You see, God wants to answer. God wants to meet our heart's desires. But if you don't pray, you're limiting him. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 1, I love this verse. When Solomon had finished praying. Okay, you see that? It wasn't God did it. It's when Solomon had finished praying, then God turned up. Then God moved. And I want to say, we limit God by not praying, by not asking. So number two, and this is, this is the mindset one. We so limit God by having no expectation, with our lack of faith, being full of unbelief and doubt. Man, we just stop God from moving. And the truth is, God wants to move. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You know, I, I just can't get the story out of, the, out of my head and I even read it the other day to Emma and Zach. Here's this lady with the issue of blood. She's walking along and she's going, if only I can just reach out and touch Jesus. Do you, I, I don't know. But there was probably a hundred, probably, probably more like 500 people who'd bumped into Jesus that day because they were crowding around him. They don't have bodyguards. He didn't have bodyguards like Teddy Jakes. You know, the people were all bumping in. How many of them, if they had the faith, did God have the miracle waiting for them? I don't know. I'm not saying all, but I'm saying that in Jesus was the power. But only one of them had the faith and the expectation. If I reach out and just grab hold of him, 
He didn't even, she didn't even grab his hand. She just touched his cloak, his garment, and she got healed. Where's that expectation? You know, the story up there on the next slide, guys, if that's possible. Peter in jail. Peter gets put in jail. I love this story. You might want to have a look at it in Acts 12. He's in jail, and so they have a prayer meeting. They have a prayer meeting, and they start praying and worshiping and believing and declaring. And I can just imagine it would have been like us on a Thursday night. It was just an awesome prayer meeting happening. And you know what happens? God moves. God moves in that place. And so then Peter gets freed supernaturally, and he walks or runs, probably runs because he's pretty excited. He runs over to the house. And what does he do? He knocks on the door, and, and the girl comes and opens the door. It's Peter. So she shuts the door and goes, Peter's at the door. No, no, no. This is what they actually say in Scripture. They actually say, no, no, it's just a ghost. It's not really Peter. They actually say that, but they're praying for him to be released. I hope we've got a little bit more faith in that. And, and there's Peter, the answer, the prayer they're praying for. God's already done it sitting out there on the porch. How, honestly, can we all be like that? We can all be like that. You know, the 12 spies, God had promised them the land. But they didn't have the faith to step in and take it. That epicenter of spiritual awakening, that is about revival. And Church Unlimited has been praying for revival since before Pastor Tark even got here. It's our time. We're singing it, but it is our time. It's now, but we have to believe it and expect it. Man, I have never heard so many prophecies in all my life about what God is going to do. But I think another way, we, and this is point three, we limit God by not being thankful. We limit God by not going, God, wow, you're so good. And the more we focus on what he's been doing, the more we know that he can do it. Man, it's so easy to focus on the wrong things, to focus on the things that he's not doing. But he is doing just such amazing things. He's moving. You know, Jody and I, we've just built a house, and we've got a few issues still with the building company and stuff. I can, we can focus on that or go, God, man, you've been so good to us. You've been so, so good to us. There will always be issues. I'm not trying to tell you that life's going to be easy. There's always going to be obstacles. But if we focus on the good, we can see God moving. Because you know what? God is moving. And we should be being astounded all the time. Now, I want to finish with this thought. If we can have the last slide up there. I don't want any of us to limit God. And I know none of you want to limit God. But sometimes we just need that reminder. Man, God has been saying this stuff. I want to finish with this. Ban, you guys might as well come up. A few years ago now, Dave McCracken came and he just shared this thought, and I don't have it written down, but he said, your pastor's going to come to you and he's going to say some things that you're going to hear and you're going to just say, pastor, you've gotten crazy. That cannot happen. And this is Dave McCracken speaking as a prophet, but you have to go, we're going to do it because God has said and we're going to run after it. Years before that, 
a guy named Bernard Blessing came and said exactly the same thing. You know, when you look back at prophecy, you think, oh, is that for now? Is that for this year? But the prophecies that are brought is for when we get into that season to know now. Now, let me tell you, Pastor Tark said something about, oh, I can't, honestly, the number that he said about more campuses coming either to the staff or on Friday night, I just listened to that and went, really, this year? You know, we're like in May already. That's, that's that prophecy coming to pass. Where we're going, but our heart is God. It's from you. Because believe me, Pastor Tark will not tell us anything unless he knows it's from God. And you can be confident of that church. We're a, we're a spirit-led church. If Pastor Tark is saying it, we've got to go, let's go after it. Let's not say no, let's say yes. Let's say we're going for it. We're not going to limit God. We're going to pray, we're going to declare, we're going to believe, we're going to stand on those promises. We're going to ask for faith. If, you, if you've got unbelief like me, say, God, give me more faith. God, give me more faith. Give me more faith because I have to believe. I have to know that we can do this because it's not us, it's God. It's God who's saying this stuff. And we need to be thankful for all the things he's doing. Church, you should be so excited. Because God has called you to be part of this team, part of us moving forward. Man, I'm just like, God, really, are you this good to us? So my prayer is I don't want to limit you, God. I hope today, let's move forward, let's go after it. So 